0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Adrian Hernandez, the best bilingual advisor servicing clients in Arizona and California. You guys want you all to stop thinking that you can't afford to purchase a home just because you don't have 20% cash in hand. You're wrong. I was wrong before, but I worked with Adrian Hernandez, the Best Bilingual Advisor, and got a first-hand look at the number one home purchase experience. Stop paying rent and putting equity into someone else's home for a change. I worked with Adrian to get my loan approved, get assistance for down payment and closing costs, and ultimately got into my dream home. So now I get to be a homeowner and still eat my avocado toast. It's amazing. Find him on Instagram, Best Bilingual Advisor, and get the number one home purchase experience for yourself. This episode of the podcast is also sponsored by WithLoveMags.com. As a working mom, I often find myself completely in the dark when it comes to fashion and beauty. I don't have time to figure out what's in style, what dresses are in, what I'm supposed to wear before Labor Day, after Labor Day, whatever it is. Anyways, WithLoveMags.com has become my go-to. I love following her journey. She gives insight into what it's like to walk a mile in her shoes. And I'll tell you, that mile is nothing but positivity and other interesting stuff like family and travel. Anyone that knows me knows I hate going into a store and shopping. But Maggie makes it easy to find fashionable clothes on her website and Instagram. Seriously, check out Maggie's Journey and Fashion Sense at withlovemags.com or follow Sparkle Mags on Instagram. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Hayden, but you can call me Darlizzle. Darlizzle versus the World is a weekly podcast in which me and my listeners... Which are you guys, will battle out in a weekly poll of random topics ranging from what some might think is completely useless and some more serious topics that require a little bit of thought and conversation. Each episode, I'll pull my listeners to pick one side and one side only. Seriously, can you just fucking follow the rules just this once? Or every episode, whatever. We'll review the topic, give some background and interesting fun facts about each opposing side, and we'll share the results of the poll and talk about my thoughts throughout the episode. So that requires a little bit of help from you guys. I highly encourage feedback. But here's the thing. No need to be dicks to each other on the internet. I want to hear everyone's opinions, but they're exactly what they are. They're opinions. There's no right. There's no wrong on this podcast. We've heard it all before. Opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. So not saying you have to enjoy everyone's asshole, but please respect that everyone has one. Thank you. By the way, you guys, I'm not a professional by any means in any particular topic. I'm reading everything off the internet just like you are. So the purpose of the podcast is to have fun, talk about fun shit, and generate some thought-provoking conversation through useless information and storytelling. So let's get on with the motherfucking show. All right, so for this week's episode, I asked you guys all about prenuptial agreements, also known as prenup. So on one end, we've got team prenup, yup. And then on the other end, we've got team pre-nope. Absolutely no on the prenup, that side. So if you don't know what a prenup is, let me break it down for you. A prenup agreement is a private agreement between a couple signed before they get married. So it pretty much sets forth the division of their assets in the event of divorce or death. It looks like there are different laws by state. So in terms of a couple's specific prenup, it just depends on where the marriage took place, where the parties lived during the marriage, and then what law the agreement says to apply. Historically, um, sometimes still today, prenuptial agreements were called marriage contracts, interestingly enough. So marriage itself is often viewed as a contract anyways because it's regulated by the state. You're required to obtain a marriage license. Uh, Both parties have to sign it, and then you get an officiant that signs it and is basically like, well, I married these two. And then you return it to the clerk of court so that they can record it with the state. And then you'll receive like a certified copy of the license. I'm, I don't know if they mail it to you. Maybe they mail it to you. Maybe they give it to you. I don't remember. Anyways, uh, maybe I'm a bad wife for not knowing. Anyways, in the state of Arizona, you can get married the same day that you actually obtain your marriage license, but up to a year from the date that you obtained it. So... Um, This is something that I just wanted to bring up as we talk about marriage, divorce, and prenuptial agreements because I find it very interesting, and we'll talk a little bit more later, about the reasons why people think it's inappropriate, but at the end of the day, we're kind of already going through these legal hoops just to get married in the first place, and it is. It's, It's recorded through the state, so it already feels like a fucking contract. I mean, no. My father didn't trade off like a fucking goat or anything like that when I got married, but, you know, I'm sure there were some interesting trade-offs back in the day when we're talking about marriage, but even today, it's all, it's all some contract shit, so I find that very interesting. Anyway, the average marriage age today is around 28, so while looking back, if we look at the 70s, the average marriage age was about 22 to 23. And according to the American Psychological Association, between a whopping 40 to 50% of marriages end up in divorce anyways. So half y'all motherfuckers aren't even going to be married later, sitting here arguing with me about whether a prenuptial agreement is cool or not. So let's think about that for once. Um, a few things that can be covered under a prenuptial agreement. So, uh, one thing is distinctions between separate and marital property. So when we talk about separate, um, it means just one person remains the owner of some shit. And then when we talk about marital property, means the court needs to determine who owns what when you split up whatever. In several states, including Arizona, interestingly enough, they actually follow community property law. So often it's a 50-50 split of assets. Another thing that could be covered under a prenup agreement is protections against the other spouse's debts. So without a prenup, I found this interesting um, because we definitely did this research, without a prenup, creditors can go after the marital property even though one spouse is the debtor. So to avoid this, limit your debt liability in a prenuptial agreement. Another thing that can be covered are provisions providing for children from previous relationships. If you've had a kid with somebody else from a previous relationship, don't let this marriage fuck it up. Get a prenuptial agreement. Make sure, fuck face, after you guys get divorced, doesn't take... All of your shit, half your shit, however it's split up, and then your children from your previous marriage are left with nothing. Get a prenuptial agreement is what professionals are advising. Um, another thing that could be covered are directions for property distribution upon divorce. I don't know if you guys remember. Do you remember when there there's like a picture that's like somewhere online, on the interwebs where it's a picture of this couple in the middle of a divorce hearing with all their fucking beanie babies and they're like going through and splitting up their beanie babies it's like the one image that I thought about when I was going through and doing this research because we're talking about division of assets division of properties and I just happen to always think about this fucking couple from like I don't know if it's like the 90s splitting up their fucking beanie babies I really wonder where they are now Anyways, directions for the property distribution. So if you already have a bunch of shit, it's basically just putting in the agreement who gets what instead of letting the court decide later on once the divorce actually happens. Um, A couple things that are advised to not be in a prenuptial agreement are provisions detailing anything illegal. So please don't put anything about your illegal drug trade that you're doing. I don't think that a judge or any court is actually going to take that seriously, and they will more likely than not throw your agreement out the window. So no illegal activity. Um, decisions regarding child support or child custody. The court retains the power to decide what's in a child's best interest, and they won't deny a child the right to financial support Or the opportunity to have a relationship with a fit parent. That's not their job when they're talking about divorce and prenuptial agreements and all that jazz. Um, Something else not to put in a prenup are any provisions encouraging divorce. Anything that could look like some type of financial incentive, they advise to not put in your prenup. Um, Also, they ask to not put details about personal rather than financial matters. Uh, They don't want to know where you want to spend your holidays, how many times you are expected to have sex per month, who's responsible for certain household chores, etc. I don't know if that's maybe a different type of agreement. It sounds like a honey-do list, honestly, to me. I don't agree with that shit either, but that's what it sounds like to me. Anyways, a couple pros when we're talking about prenups are, one, it prepares you for the worst. I'm pretty sure we all know about auto insurance, home insurance, flood insurance, all types of fucking insurance, right? We have insurance for a reason. It's in the event something happens. Um, I could not imagine if I didn't have auto insurance for the amount of fucking times Crazy drivers in Phoenix are doing something fucking batshit crazy and hitting me, doing whatever. I would be fucked without insurance because then I would be responsible for everything out of pocket. So when we talk about prenups, this is what I think about. I think about prenups as marriage insurance, and that's what a lot of professionals consider it also. Marriage insurance prepares you for the worst. Um, Another pro is that it can protect you from your ex-spouse's debts, like we talked about earlier. Don't get fucked with somebody else's money spending. Another pro is that it requires you to commit full transparency about your finances. Apparently, financial problems are one of the leading causes of divorce. If you're surprised by this statistic, I'm sorry that you've never heard it, and I'm sorry if I've bursted this perfect unicorn bubble of perfect marriage all the time nonstop, but yeah, money problems... Tend to fuck shit up when you're divorced. Um, so that's pretty interesting. A couple cons when we're talking about prenups is the very top one when I did my research was having the conversation with your future spouse can be uncomfortable or they can feel insulted. So it sounds a little bit crazy, but I mean, let's be fair. We want to consider our partner's feelings, as crazy as that sounds, right? We want to be, we want to be mindful of how we make somebody else feel. So, uh, when we talk about prenuptial agreements, we have to consider that you're indirectly saying, "I don't have faith in this relationship. In the event it doesn't work out, this is what I need to happen." Um, so, some people don't see that as romantic. Whatever. So, that's something to keep in mind: is the feelings of your partner. Um, also, another con is it can favor one spouse over the other there's one spouse that is pushing forth this agreement and putting more time into it they're probably going to do it for whatever's in their best interest so this really brings forward the importance of bringing your own attorney to the table making sure that you understand and you agree to all the terms before entering an agreement bottom line Also, another con is that it focuses on a future that you might not really be able to predict. So in the event your finances and your situation have completely shifted, you're stuck with a very outdated agreement that might not really help you in the future. So that's something to think about, right? You get married at early 20s, you're still in college, you don't have anything, and then boom, you're somehow like a bazillionaire I don't know you're fucking in Bitcoin or something like that I don't know how that works but it's something interesting to think about you would have never guessed that you would have been a Bitcoin trader of some sort making a fuck ton of money so how would you have ever thought to divide your money that way or or consider alimony for a partner that might have actually seemed like they're in a better position at the time of meeting so anyways I think the stigma associated with prenuptial agreements, too, is that it's only for rich people. I definitely thought that for a long time. Um, I never knew that you could really talk about alimony and debt and things like that. Shit like that will really make or break normal people like us, working class people, um, middle class people, low income, whatever. Uh, it's for normal people, too. So that was definitely something that, you know, before I got married, I really had no understanding of. So I looked up some interesting details about some of these celebrity prenups um, because I was kind of curious. I was like, dude, what are these rich motherfuckers have in their shit? So Jessica Beale and Justin Timberlake have a cheating clause that awards $500,000 if he cheats on her which also kind of fucks me up because remember when Justin Timberlake was dating Britney Spears and they're like arguing with each other through song seems very insane but arguing with each other through song and it seemed like Britney Spears was the cheater but interesting that however many years later Jessica Biel has to have a cheating clause in her in her prenuptial agreement with him just saying interesting um, and then Jay-Z and Beyonce reportedly signed a prenup that gives her $5 million for each child they have together and that Beyonce would receive $10 million if the marriage ended before two years and $1 million a year for every year they remained married for up to 15 years. They're just fucking racking up millions. And it really fucked me up going over this research because these numbers are so unrealistic to me. To be like, yeah, we're just going to float around a couple million here if he's fucking around on the side. Which I'm pretty sure there was some big story that Jay-Z was cheating on Beyonce. Oh my god, and then she started like arguing with him in song too. Maybe that's just what these singing motherfuckers do is just they don't even have these conversations with each other they just come up with a new song good for them and then they sucker us into somehow paying money for their songs and concerts and then you know jokes on us right peasants so anyways yes um us normal people don't need to have a bunch of crazy shit to consider splitting up anything that we own, or splitting up responsibility for any debt that we might have. Um, I personally, I think that a prenuptial agreement is something that you absolutely need to either have or at a minimum you have to discuss. Uh, My husband and I, we got married in 2012. Yeah, 2012. Uh, We didn't have anything. I was still going to school. I was at ASU. He worked a job not making very much money. We were we were fucking poor, honestly. But it was still important for us at the time to figure out what was important to consider in the event the relationship went south. So uh, yeah, we're all in love and everything. But listen, we're from Toledo. If anybody doesn't know where Toledo is, it's south of Detroit. Uh, we don't trust anybody, apparently. Uh, there might be some ghetto-ass shit to think about, but we definitely grew up with the mentality that we shouldn't be trusting anybody for anything, so definitely pros and cons to that mentality, but we both grew up in very similar, I mean, not super similar, but we both grew up with that mentality of not trusting people, and we grew up in some not the best neighborhoods, so... Um, Since we both understand each other from that perspective, I think that's what makes our relationship work out. Um, But one thing that I did want to talk about is that what I really hate as the reason to not talk about or consider a prenuptial agreement is that it would make their partner uncomfortable or that it's not romantic, So first things first, there are a lot of things about weddings and marriage that aren't romantic. Um, I just think it's part of being an adult that you have to talk about things that make you uncomfortable. That's, That's the only way you can really grow up as an adult, as a cool adult at that, is you have to do things that make you uncomfortable, that you're not familiar with, or that you don't want to talk about even from a romantic perspective, when we're talking about weddings, dude, that shit's not romantic. You spend like years, months planning this big event. Um, Sometimes you have the pressure of religion and family kind of thrown into the mix, which to me fucking suck. Um, And then you spend a fuck ton of money on overpriced stuff for one day and then by the time you even get there, you're exhausted. You don't actually get to enjoy. Maybe I'm completely different, but this is just kind of what I see and what I've experienced for myself. It's not romantic by the time you get there. you just fucking tired. You just wanna get it over with. So I just don't see weddings as romantic in general. Marriage, yes. When you work on it and you have your intimate moments with your partner and whatever, That's the romantic shit, not a wedding and not whatever fucking facade you put on for other people. Anyways, um, with this week's poll, I found that the majority rules, team prenup, yup, I was fucking surprised um, that the majority of you listeners were actually pro-prenuptial agreement. So um, what I found is that prenuptial agreements are actually on the rise between millennials. And there are two factors. One is being that Americans are actually getting married later. So like we talked about earlier, the marriage age nowadays is about 28, whereas before it used to be 22, 23. So when we think about the difference in the age, you're naturally just accumulating more assets and more debt when you're waiting longer to get married. Um, another factor into why more millennials are considering prenuptial agreements is that a lot of us, I'll say us, we're products of divorce household. I definitely was one. So yeah, I definitely saw the ramifications of a divorced household, um, kind of having shit split up and whatnot, and since we're the kids, um, we definitely saw how frustrating it had to be for both of our parents, even just splitting up time, let alone talking about anything that has to do with fucking money. But I think with the prenup, it's just an extension of communicating with your partner your intent of the relationship. And it's okay to talk about if something doesn't work out. It's not to say that you don't want the relationship to work out, in my opinion, but while you might be completely committed to the relationship now, um, you're not a fucking, you're not able to really determine what things are going to be like in five years, 10 years, 20 years, unless you're fucking able to tell the future or some shit like that. I just think it's impossible to try to figure that out or try to determine or even figure that your partner is still committed in 5, 10, 20, however many years. So I just feel the need to discuss a prenup before you get married um, is a big deal. I think If you're the one asking, I think it's only fair that you do it with a reasonable amount of time so that, one, your partner can kind of gather their thoughts, um, really think about it, make an informed choice together. And I can't even imagine if somebody actually tried to do it like the day of the wedding. Don't ever do that. Like, that's a terrible idea. Anyways, um, if you are one to be approached by your partner regarding a prenup, don't be defensive. Don't take it personally. Um, some people just have different opinions. And in a relationship, I think it's important to talk about things, like we said, that make you feel uncomfortable. In marriage, you're just going to be forced to talk about uncomfortable shit all the time. Um, you talk about finances. Do that shit sucks. You have to explain why you went to fucking eat lunch. Like, five times in a work week or something like that. That shit's uncomfortable. Nobody wants to talk about that with their spouse. So, you know, finances are definitely something that most people they've found don't like talking about. So, um, you know, you're going to be uncomfortable talking about dumb shit anyway. So might as well talk about a prenuptial agreement right before you guys get married. Anyways, in today's society, we often talk about communication and consent anyways when we're talking about like sexual contact. So I find it fitting that we should be able to talk about other aspects surrounding marriage, right? We should be able to communicate and consent when we're talking about financial decisions and things like that too. So It's a forced conversation that just needs to happen. Um, Just because the conversation's brought up doesn't mean it's actually going to happen, but I would hope even if two people are hell no prenups that they talk about it and are openly like, hey, just want to bring up, I'm not okay with a prenuptial agreement or I'm not into it. The other person could be like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'm on that fucking wavelength too. Whatever. Anyways, um, yeah, marriage is, is crazy. I I only hope good things for anybody that gets married. But the reality of it is, is 40 to 50 percent of you motherfuckers aren't even going to be married later. So we don't have a timeline on that. But just consider that as you think about all the shit that you're working hard to kind of achieve and accomplish together in the relationship. And then think about how fucked up it would be to just be like, all right, well, sex for everybody. Nobody has anything now. We're going to just cut everything down the middle. Anyways, uh, yeah, I think if you can fuck each other, you can definitely talk to each other about uncomfortable things, and if somebody wants to get butthurt about it, they are probably not the spouse for you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's the episode, so please be sure to check Instagram every Wednesday for the next episode's polls, and if you like what you heard, please share me on social media, support me on Patreon, and be sure to leave a review on iTunes. If it's a negative review, just Go over to the next podcast over and leave it on theirs. So fuck them. Anyways, thanks for listening. Love you all. We'll talk soon. Bye.